Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 Armed American Radio's MonsterCast, the New Year's Eve edition, begins here in the Car Firearms Group studios today. It is New Year's Eve. Mark Walters sitting here in front of the Sig Sauer Powerful and Platinum Microphone. It's all being brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance. Welcome in on a New Year's Eve. Ladies and gentlemen, sit tight. Put your seatbelt on. Time flies. You know the routine here on the show. We're going to wrap the year with our guest lineup today. You'll like it. Alan Gottlieb, A.W.R. Hawkins, John Lott, Ryan Petty, and an encore roundtable. Let's get started. The great Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Alan, welcome in. You are guest number one to wrap 2023. Can you believe we're wrapping 2023 already, my friend? Boy, this year went really fast. Um it seems like as I get older, every year goes that much faster. And also being that much more busy with lawsuits and other things that we're doing, there's no time to take a breath. And so all of a sudden you take a look and the calendar is gone. It's And you're right about that. As we get older, time definitely flies. I wish it was reversed, but it is not. Alan, I, what I want to do today, my intent to wrap up the year, is to take a look back. I want listeners to hear you and I sitting at your desk talking as if we would and have many times about what's been happening. So I want to start with you today, and we'll get the party started with you in this format, and we'll start with you, and we'll do the same thing with all of my guests, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. But, Alan, let's look back at 2023. There have been, and I want listeners, please listen to what we're saying, ladies and gentlemen. We have won a tremendous amount of victories, and it's hard to realize that when you watch the news. Alan, let's talk about some of the huge victories that SAF is responsible for. I'd love to do that, Mark. We actually, it's been a really banner year. We actually had 12 major court victories this year. I mean, that's like one a month. And uh, let me talk about them a little bit. Of course, I want to preface this with the fact that obviously the uh, gun prohibition states and places we've sued where we've won are appealing a lot of these. So uh, they're still still ongoing in the court system, but we got the preliminary wins on these. The first one I want to talk about real quickly was the SAF versus ATF suit that was where we won an injunction against the ATF's pistol brace rule. Uh, and, and that was a big one. Uh, and, and that, that was uh, tremendous because that win also included in, in the injunction the fact that it couldn't apply to any member of the Second Amendment Foundation. So if you owned a pistol brace, you didn't have to comply with the government rules of giving it up, so to speak, and, you know, and getting rid of it. Uh, 
and, and you could keep it, and the government couldn't enforce the law against you as a staff staff member. So again, if any of your listeners are out there that are not staff members and have a pistol brace and still want to protect themselves, all they have to do is join staff at saf.org, and for fifteen dollars they get at least another year's protection, and they can join as a life member for one hundred and fifty dollars and be protected for life. That was a really big win because it really impacted you know hundreds of thousands of people in the United States. Agreed. And I, I, I can't emphasize enough, ladies and gentlemen, you can join Second Amendment Foundation when you hear Alan say SAF. If you're new to the show, SAF is Second Amendment Foundation, SAF.org. Let's continue. Well, then there's also Vanderstock versus Garland, which is another big win against the ATF and the, and, and the Biden administration on their frame and receiver rule, which enjoined that as well. Uh, and of course, the federal government and Biden's Justice Department is appealing that, but right now we have a win on their so-called, you know, frame and receiver rule trying to redefine what a gun is, and that was also a very big win. Redefinition is going to be a theme throughout the program tonight. I have a gut feeling as we look back as they try to take over the language. That's two. Let's keep going. And then there was, of course, Miller versus Bonta against the state of California's so-called assault weapons ban where we got an injunction against that. And, of course, they filed notice to appeal on that, and they'll be appealing as well. But we got a very big win again at an assault weapon ban struck down by court, and that's obviously a very important win. Now, we expect a lot of these are under appeal. We know that going forward. But these are victories, ladies and gentlemen, that the other side has been forced to appeal. That's three out of the 12, Alan. Okay, and then was Brown versus ATF which got us an injunction against the ban on uh, federal young adults purchasing handguns uh, against the federal law. And and that, again, you know, the federal government's going to be appealing that. But there's another big win, uh, taking a whole class of, of, of Americans, young adults, uh, out from a ban and uh, hopefully eventually will be allowed to, to purchase firearms at licensed dealers. Uh, and that's a big one as well. Alan, I see a theme developing here. That's ATF three. Let's keep going. <laughs> or maybe maybe it's SAF three ATF zero. Yeah, let's put it, let's frame it that way. That's and that's a great way to frame it. Let's keep going. ATF. Okay. And then there's the Junior States and Magazines versus Bonta. Bonta being the Attorney General of California. We had a First Amendment-based win to, to support Second Amendment rights against California's ban on firearm advertising that might, quote-unquote, entice a minor to want to ever own a firearm. Uh, and that's an important one because it's taking our First Amendment rights away uh, for gun owners and gun ownership. Uh, and and uh, after we go through this list, we'll talk about we've just had to file a motion in that case in the, in, the, in the appeal with California trying to appeal that. But that's another big win. And again, you know, we're not going to let them silence gun owners or gun advertising uh, or talking about firearm safety or things of that nature if it might, quote unquote, reach a minor's ears. And that's Bonta, ladies and gentlemen. So we have ATF three cases victorious. Bonta is the attorney general in California. There's two against Bonta. Let's continue. That's four of we've got eight left. Well, then there's also uh, Fort versus Grisham, the governor of uh, uh, New Mexico, for her tyrannical executive order gun ban in in, in uh, the state of New Mexico, where we had that struck down. And at that this juncture, that's not being appealed. That's a final victory. Final victory, five of the 12, Alan. I'm loving hearing this. It's so great to hear great news to start off 2024. It sure is, and it's a great way to wrap up 2023, showing what we've accomplished. And then there's Noventi versus Moore, uh, which took out Maryland's uh, anti-carry law in sensitive places, their carry ban 
uh, in, in so-called sensitive places in Maryland, which we got a very quick decision on. Uh, that one didn't take as much time for us to win. And, of course, they'll probably appeal that. And that's one that might be headed to the U.S. Supreme Court eventually. But right now we have, a, uh, you know, we've won and taken out the sensitive places carry ban in Maryland. That's two sensitive places, ladies and gentlemen, California and Maryland. So we're crisscrossing the country here. We're halfway through. Let's go to number seven. Well, Christian versus Negrelli, we got one an injunction against New York's post-Bruin sensitive places carry ban, uh, in uh, w- w- which basically we didn't challenge the whole carry their whole law, but we won big time on the part that you could be arrested if you carry had a permit to carry and you carried on private property. Uh, that one now, you know, you, we've won that one. And of course, New York will appeal that, uh, and that's probably one that'll be wrapped into a sensitive places omnibus hearing at the U.S. Supreme Court eventually because they're probably going to combine a bunch of these so-called sensitive places laws all at one time. And that's another really big win. That's three sensitive places cases, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to tell you, this is all this is, of course, post Bruin. This is this is indicative of the left's temper tantrum against the Bruin decision. So we've got five more to go. I love this. Let's keep going. Well, then there's also talking about sensitive places, Hardaway versus Negrelli, which is another segment found challenged another different part of their sensitive places law, where we struck down the uh, uh, worship, uh, you know, having if you're allowed by the church to bring your firearm with you for self-protection. Uh, the state banned it and said you couldn't have a firearm at a place of worship. Uh, we sort of struck that down in, in a weird way. Uh, we filed the suit, and uh, we won at the lower court level. And during uh, the state trying to appeal it, the state realized they were going to lose, and they repealed that part of the law completely. So that's a, a definitive per- definite win all the way in, and that won't be appealed any further. And that, that's another shot at sensitive, so-called sensitive places where they say, okay, you can have a permit, you just can't use it any place. And that's another big win. So I'm, I'm writing these down, and I had to scratch out the three insensitive places and move to four. And I'm going to, ladies and gentlemen, so many victories, we're probably not going to get them all in in the first segment, but that's okay because we have a second segment with Alan Gottlieb. I've lost count. I think we have four more to go. Let's keep rolling. I think it's three more to go. Uh, the B&L Productions versus Governor Newsom uh, in California, where they put a ban in place statewide about, about having gun shows on public property, you know, fairgrounds, convention centers, any any place that might be owned by uh, a state of California or a political subdivision. And we knocked that down in California uh, and took it out as well. And so the ban on gun shows disappeared in California. Another big win for the Second Amendment Foundation. I had to mute my microphone, Alan, because I was chuckling with the victories over California. I have to tell you, there's some schadenfreude there, and I love it. We ha- I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop now because, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to take a break. We are, of course, talking to Alan Gottlieb founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. If you are not a member, if this doesn't get you off the chair, I don't know what will, but this is what the Second Amendment Foundation does. We win. Alan Gottlieb will continue with us right after the break.
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast continues the New Year's Eve edition. I do want to point out that we are taping the show so everybody can have the New Year's Eve off for obvious reasons. Welcome back inside the Car Firearms Group Studios. Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom. The Sig Mike is lit up here at AAR Ranch. X Insurance presents it all. Alan, I'm loving the victories. I think we have two more to go, if my math is correct. Let's continue. Okay, Mark. Then there's also Harold versus Raul, uh, which secured a court, district court level of injunction against the Illinois so-called assault and, and magazine ban. Now, that's being appealed going up the chain right now, and that's one that may very well be headed to the U.S. Supreme Court as well. But at the lower court level, we achieved a victory in another, you know, very blue anti-gun state, Illinois, uh, on their assault ban and magazine ban. All right, that's 11. We have one more on the victories. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to tie together some of the other things that we have ongoing and some new releases that are current for this week's show. Alan, one more left on that victory. Let's let's keep going. Coons versus Reynolds in uh, secured an injunction against New Jersey's post Bruin carry ban uh, on, on their so-called sensitive places uh, restrictions as well. And of course, I always like to point out New Jersey, uh, they were the first state to ratify the Bill of Rights, but they're the last state to recognize it. <laughs> Alan, I, there's, there's a, there's an, an undercurrent here. I don't see any suits against red state governors and red state gun laws. Am I missing something here? Um, no, there aren't any, uh, but also I this uh, missing off this list as well. Cause it was, uh, I don't know why I've missed it, but so it's really 13, uh, because we also won in West Virginia on the young, young adult, uh, 18 to 20 year old being able to purchase uh, a firearm as well from a licensed dealer. Uh, so that's another 18 to 21 year. We've also won two. So it's really, I guess, 13, not 12. So more, more than one victory a month in 2023. Huge victories, ladies and gentlemen. Join us, saf.org. 15 bucks a month, $150 gets you an annual membership. Alan, let's talk about what we have ongoing right now at Second Amendment Foundation because those victories are huge, but there are far more cases ongoing as we speak. Let's talk a little bit about that. Where are we heading into 2024? What's the total count now? Well, we've got these 13 victories, some of which are still on, you know, being appealed by the gun grabbers. So some of those are still on our list. But we have 57 active cases in the courts right now. Uh, and we filed 14 new cases in 2023, part of that 57. And approximately 15 of those cases are all in the state of California. So that shows you what we're dealing with, in, you know, in 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 California, which is, you know, a significant percentage of America's population being a very large state. Uh, and so that's what's ongoing right now. Uh, we're getting ready in addition uh, either later today or tomorrow and filing an amicus brief in a case. In, it's not ours, but one in Pennsylvania. Uh, and we've got uh, a couple other ones already planned for the first of the year. Uh, they come up. But we just have to get the funding in place and solidify a few more plaintiffs in those cases. So 2024 should be a very active year in the courts. Uh, there are no two ways about that. Alan, is there any of those 57 cases ongoing outside the the victories that we just discussed that stand out to you? Is there any one, two or three of those cases that are more important than others? Well, it's tough to answer that question. It's going to answer from my perspective. I care very much about anything that's a gunner magazine ban. 
So any of those cases that we have currently filed and gets various places on, you know, so-called uh, semi-automatic rifles and, you know, magazine capacity bans, those mean an awful lot to me. Um, and then, of course, sticking in my throat, of course, is the fact that a number of states went and uh, stuck their eye on the Supreme Court's Bruin ruling and went and passed carry laws that were more restrictive than what the you know, Supreme Court struck down. So those I really want to, you know, work on real hard to get to back to the Supreme Court because I really want to stick it to our opponents who really did a really stupid maneuver in passing laws that, you know, were more restrictive than what already got struck down. Uh, and I also really care a lot about the ones we have a lot of First Amendment cases, you know, that out there dealing with, you know, advertising and uh, privacy of uh, of gun owners uh, as well that bother me because I don't think we should give up all our privacy rights just because you want to own a firearm. So those types of cases to me mean a whole lot. And then of course the 18 to 20 year old ones, uh, I think we're definitely going to you know win on. And uh, we have them, I guess, going on in uh, Louisiana, Minnesota. Uh, you know, West Virginia, Georgia, uh, I think of one or two, Georgia, uh, you know, and so those mean a lot to me because I think those are easy wins for us because there is nothing in the text or the history of, you know, the, the Second Amendment being put in place that denies 18 to 20 year olds the right to be able to own a firearm. Yeah, and I'm proud to uh, say, you know, too, I'm proud to say, yeah, I'm proud to say, too, in the state of Georgia, my son is a plaintiff in that case. He's 19 years old. So, you know, we actively participate, ladies and gentlemen. Alan, it's great to hear all of this good news to start 2024 as we wrap up 2023. Let's talk about a couple releases because time is going to get away from us. Second Amendment Foundation recently filed a response brief in the junior sports censorship case. What is that about? Well, that's one that we won on the lower court level, and and the state of California is appealing it. And this case, really, uh, the response brief we filed is to in bank hearing. We've won this at the uh, you know appeals court level as well, uh, and the state wants to try and get Ninth Circuit in bank so they can overturn a three judge panel that ruled in our favor. By the way, unanimously. Uh, and they're not going to win on this one. And I have a feeling the court's not going to take the embank panel and it's going to die there because I don't think the state of California wants to try to take this one to the U.S. Supreme Court. But you never know. You never know. Uh, and uh, you, you never know. And so this this brief of the three-judge panel decision was very well-reasoned and it's consistent with First Amendment precedents in the Ninth Circuit as well. So uh, that I think we're going to do very well in there. And there's no two ways about that. And, you know, the state produced no evidence at all that uh, experiencing a rash of gun sales to minors or that marketing to any demographic has led to any violence committed by minors illegally buying firearms. And so they have, they have nothing to even stand on. And why they're appealing this one really surprises me, asking for an embank thing, uh, an embank bank panel to, trying to overturn the appeals court who ruled in our favor. So I really feel good about this one, and we just filed that brief this this week. SAF is filing a resp- or filed a response brief in the California gun ban case. We have about a minute and 10 seconds. Take it away. Well, uh, it's been a crazy year. I guess we've been really busy. We also filed a response brief in California on another case on the on the gun ban case on, on uh, you know public property, the Miller Bonte case, because they're trying to appeal that as well. And I think you're going to lose that because those we've won historically in the past prior to Bruin and post Bruin, it even makes us more strong on that. So the state is struggling to argue its ban on uh, you know, on that, and it isn't going to work. So I really feel good about this. We've we've, we've got a whole lot to look forward to in the, in the new year. I, I predict. We're going to have as many victories next year in the courts as we've had this year. Alan Gottlieb, ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard a wrap up of the Second Amendment Foundation.
Foundation in action. And I don't know if you can tell that I'm grinning from ear to ear. Alan, this is a great way to start the final show of 2023. While I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of negative responses from a lot of people as we go in, a lot of people are a little, real apprehensive coming into 2024. You have started off, started us off on the right foot. Alan Gottlieb, founder, Second Amendment Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, join us and be a part of all of these wins that the left never wants to tell you about. We will. SAF.org. Alan Gottlieb, thank you for everything that you're doing. And thank you for being here today on New Year's Eve. Happy New Year, my friend. of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues on New Year's Eve. Happy New Year, everybody. You just heard two amazing segments with Alan Gottlieb. It's hard to follow him, but if anybody can follow him here in the Car Firearms Group studios on the Sig Sauer mic presented by X Insurance, it's this one person. Dr. A.W.R. Hawkins, Dr. Hawkins. I don't ever call you Dr. Hawkins. Sometimes it's fun to do. Happy New Year, brother. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to be with you. Can you believe the year's over? You and I have been doing this a long time together, and another one is now in the books, A.W.R. It's crazy how fast time flies. You know, and as you just heard me say, you're following Alan Gottlieb, who gave us two amazing segments of nothing but victories. Oh, on the, in the second in the Second Amendment realm over 2023, he gave us 12 very serious court cases that we've won, and here we are with you to follow up. And what I'm going to do is ask you the same question, really, that I'm asking all my guests. I don't really have anything planned for you. Let's look back at 2023, and as you you what do I what I say? You've written the Second Amendment, quite frankly, over the last several years. What? do you take away from 2023? What do you think were some of the big stories? What were the biggest things you wrote about or covered? Well, I mean, I think the uh, overarching, the big story is now two things that really stand out to me. We now have 27 constitutional carry states, and that will soon be 28. uh, newly uh, sworn in Governor Jeff Landry, Republican Louisiana, has made clear he is going to sign constitutional carry for Louisiana. So that'll be state number 28. But that, you know, reaching that pinnacle of 28 was set up by having 27 states uh, as of this year. And so that is a huge story because that's 27 states in which the Second Amendment is your carry permit, as it should be. You know, the constitutional carry issue to me is huge, obviously. What makes it so big? Well, it's huge because it puts, it basically removes the infringement of a right. I mean, I don't have to go, name another right that in order to practice it, a natural right, I have to go to a doctor, I mean, excuse me, I have to go to a government official and get a license or a permit. You know, it's nonsense that the government can permit or license natural rights. And so constitutional carry takes those rights back from the government. And uh, law-abiding citizens carry guns for self-defense just because they want to and have a right to. 
they don't get government permission to do it. So it's a huge deal when you think about it. And uh, it's a massive deal. And it is an affront to leftist governments everywhere. Yeah, they fear it, don't they? They fear our ability to exercise our Second Amendment rights with, I don't know, is it fair to say with no restrictions? I guess if you right. if you approach it that way, are there restrictions? Yeah, there's restrictions by individual state law. We're seeing the post-Bruin environment, right? New York, California, uh, New Jersey, all the leftist Democrats, the blue states are throwing everything they can in a post-Bruin environment to restrict where we can carry. But they're on their heels, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're on their heels, and it's it's not even crazy. I mean, it's not even extreme. They want to say it's extreme, but you know, the Second Amendment's pretty extreme. The Second Amendment says "shall not be infringed." That's pretty clear. I don't need a thesaurus to understand what "shall not be infringed" means. And uh, as I say, constitutional carry puts things right back squarely where they ought to be. And, uh, you know, our rights do have limits, but the limits are set by nature, not by government. And when government comes in and tries to set limits, uh, then they always muck it up. And so uh, we have to just remember your rights coming from God through nature. They have natural boundaries, but those boundaries are set by God through nature, not by government. And so constitutional carry tells the government, keep your paws off. That's what it's doing. Yeah, well said. You know what I find fascinating about it? I think the two of us have talked about this on air before, but because it's the conversation now, let's go back to it. You know, I go back to 87 in Florida, and I remember when Florida put the – how do you articulate this the proper way? We've had to go backwards to go forwards, and we were excited about going backwards when Florida gave us that modern concealed carry permit that later rolled across the country, right? And everybody was thrilled. Oh, we have, we have, we have, you know, concealed carry now. We have CCW. If you, you know, one of the latest and, and one of the most glaring examples to me anyway is Illinois. I used to tell people, AWR, if you live in Illinois, just leave. <laughs> just get out of the state. Well, I ate my words and I apologized to my listeners a couple years later because two years later, we were all excited when Illinois got permitted concealed carry. And here we are today, just a few short years later, with the majority of states in the country now rolling back the permits. So we had to go backwards to go forwards. I I, I, I don't know of any way to put it, but I that's a good thing, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And uh, again, it's just it's a huge win for freedom. It's one of the biggest wins for freedom this year. Yeah, I can't argue that. I I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think looking forward, what's bigger after that? All 50 states, right? Can we ever There's get all there? 50. I don't know. Uh, you, you're gonna probably going to have to have a court decision to secure that because of states like Illinois, New York, and California. But that court decision could be forthcoming. Who knows? I mean, and, you know, and speaking of court decisions, when I think of the second biggest thing of the year, it certainly is all of the post Bruin pro Bruin decisions. And, uh, it's changing the landscape one lawsuit at a time in this country, changing it for the better. You know, I would have thought AWR that, and I was, I was hopeful. I, I don't know. I guess it was just my eternal optimism. I'm a little bit overly optimistic in this regard, but, when I was awaiting the Bruin decision, I'll never forget thinking, 
could we get constitutional carry out of the Bruin decision? It, it Certainly the case lent itself to that. But it seems when you mention that we have to, it's going to require a court decision, it's going to require a completely new case because Bruin left intact the permitting process, which is part of why I think constitutional carry is so big because Bruin did allow for permitting and 28 states have said, nah, we're going to go the extra step. So I don't know that we'll ever get a case. You know, the, the current makeup of the court, I think, if they were to take that case, they would see it that way. I just don't know in the future. And this is why this election is so important for obvious reasons. It was Trump that gave us the Supreme Court makeup that we have right now. But my gosh, if there's a trifecta and the Democrats control the White House, we may never get, at least for the foreseeable future, at least another four years, any if they have a, if they have their say on the Supreme Court. That concerns me greatly. Does that concern you as well? The makeup of the court going forward? My gosh, we lose Thomas or Alito and we're in trouble. Yeah, you just have to hope that doesn't happen. I mean, uh, losing either one of those would be unbelievable. So we got to get accomplished everything we can right now. And listening to Alan Gottlieb, ladies and gentlemen, in the first half hour of this program, you heard 12. Actually, he may have made a mistake. It was 13 huge victories moving forward. The Second Amendment Foundation of course, is the organization that is fighting on your behalf in the courtrooms across the country. So I'll put this shameless plug in. I know, you know, AWR, you work very closely with Alan and the Second Amendment Foundation as well. But I can't think of any other organization that is doing the work. I mean, that's not let me back off on that. That's not true. Firearms Policy Coalition. There's a lot of great organizations working in courtrooms, but it is the Second Amendment Foundation that is leading the charge. Is that a fair statement as we move forward into these court cases in 2024 that we know are coming post Bruin? Yeah, I mean, right now it's in my mind, it's Second Amendment Foundation and Gun Owners of America with with Gun Owners Foundation. Uh, Those are the two groups that are that are just kicking indoors as we move forward. In 2024, the court cases, I think I'm looking forward to an assault weapons ban case, possibility that we get one of those. We're getting ready to take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we've got one more segment with AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News. It is New Year's Eve. Obviously, we're taping this for you, as I've mentioned before. We've got two more great guests coming up in the next hour, Ryan Petty and Dr. John Lott. Don't go away. We'll be back. One more segment with AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News. Happy New Year. wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues the first hour getting ready to wrap up here. We're already into segment four. Welcome back to the Car Firearms Group Studios. I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom today and every day, every week anyway, here on the Monster Cast, the Sunday show in front of the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone, and it's all being brought to us today and every day by the great X Insurance. Please go out of your way to visit all of our partners. You can find them all at armedamericanradio.com. Make sure to pick up some goat guns, start your new hobby, pick up some food, heavensharvest.com. Visit all of our firearms manufacturer sponsors, Car Arms, North American Arms, Daniel Defense, Sig Sauer. We've got the best 
in the business working with us at Armed American Radio. We couldn't do this in 2024 without them and without you. Let's get back to the great A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart News. A.W.R., welcome back. Let's wrap up the year. So what do you think 2024 is going to bring? State of the Second Amendment. We talked about 2023. I agree with you. Constitutional carry is obviously a huge issue, and I agree with your second assessment, the post-Bruin reaction from the left. What do you think that brings in 2024? Because AWR, the attacks are not slowing down. They're as as, a, as, right. you know, as Alan Gottlieb says, they keep getting more creative, and they do. What do you think 2024 brings for us? Well, there won't be any new gun control at the federal level apart from executive gun control because the House is locked up with the Republicans. It's That's over. Well, and they proved two weeks ago they can't even get gun control through uh, the Democrat Senate. So, uh, you know, Chuck Schumer's assault weapons ban failed two weeks ago, I believe it was, perhaps three. So I don't have any fear of gun control at a legislative level on uh, federally. Uh, but uh, you... You know, Biden's attorneys are surely digging right now, trying to find any angle they haven't uncovered that he could use for executive action. And, of course, his ATF is going to continue to to do what they do, which is skirt Congress and try to institute gun control. Uh, So I, I would look for in 2024 more cases blocking ATF actions. We've seen a lot of those been very successful there. And I would expect to see more of that. So I, I, I expect to see a heightened fight against gun control. As, as now we know, the Bruin decision can be weaponized against liberal gun control laws. But, you know, I find, I find your answer interesting because if, if there's more, if the, you're talking about weaponized government, obviously ATF is a great example here. And I feel certain that others coming up on the show will also mention the ATF being a big story because it has been weaponized, which I think I heard you say you would believe then that the ATF is going to continue their attacks. What else can they do? Oh, I mean, they're, they're running low on ideas for sure, but you can't anyone who is willing to redefine a gun part as a firearm, anyone who is willing to define a bump stock, which has no trigger, no action, no barrel, Anyone who is willing to define that as a machine gun won't have any trouble coming up with some stuff they can do. I mean, they could redefine the Jeep Cherokee as a 50 caliber rifle if they want. Uh, they, they're proven that they have that kind of gall. Uh, so I think we'll probably be surprised, but they will come up with some things. Yeah, their creativity is endless. And all we have to do is look at California Look at Hockle in New York. The two of them, I mean, let's give them credit where it's due. Their creativity is, is boundless. It's remarkable. Did you ever think in a post-Bruin environment that you would see the attacks to the heightened level that we're seeing them post-Bruin by the leftists out there who are proving that they are going to continue the fight in a post-Bruin environment? Did you ever think you'd see them get that no. creative? No, they have no shame. And all they're doing, people have to remember with this creativity they're finding creative ways to disarm the law-abiding citizen. That's all they're doing, and that's important to remember. And they're not making any bones about that. They don't come out and say that quiet part out loud, but by the evidence shown to us with their actions, for example, sensitive places, how do they disarm you? Well, they can't take your guns away from you. You know, we saw that in New Mexico. To me, that's a huge story, is Grisham in New Mexico 
with her attack on the Second Amendment, literally wiping it out within the city limits of Albuquerque and the response from the left, which I thought was remarkable, considering that there were a number of Democrats, all of her Democrat minions and foot soldiers came out and said, no, you can't do that. But that hasn't stopped California. It hasn't stopped Hockle. They looked at that. It's almost like they didn't see it. They know that they can't take away your Second Amendment because it's written into the Constitution. They know they can't get past that. So they weaponize government. And then they try to legislate through state law where you can't carry a gun in their effort to disarm you. That will continue, no doubt, right? Right. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you look, uh, you were talking sensitive places. That's California, of course. But we fortunately just had a judgment against that. But, you know, then you cited New Mexico, which is probably the best example. But you have sensitive places in uh, New York, some of which have also been overturned post-Bruin. But, yeah, these they have no intention of stopping. Uh, they'll find new new places that they can make off-limits to licensed concealed carriers. The whole time they'll say their effort is to stop crime. They'll never admit that licensed concealed carriers commit less crime than police do. And uh, so when you fight licensed concealed carriers, you're fighting the most law-abiding of law-abiding citizens. Do you believe enough Americans have caught on to their game that it will make a difference as they continue their un-American fight against our right to bear arms? Is there enough of us out there now? All you got to do is look at gun sales. Is that evidence that we've that we've it's had enough? Be because you have Democrats who are saying Biden's open border is going to crush Democrats in 2024. You have Democrats who are current office holders saying that about the border. And so I believe there's a little crossover there. I believe Biden's attack on guns is going to hurt him as well. Uh, the Democrats' attack on guns is going to hurt them as well. And uh, when it comes to going to the polls in 2024. What are they misreading? Why aren't they sensing that? You know, I, the reason I well, ask that question, AWR, is because we've never seen a push like this coming as hard as it is as we've got an election approaching. We, we tend to see them back off historically. They're not. What is it they're missing? Well, they're just they're missing the fact that, as I covered at Breitbart about three weeks ago, gun ownership among Democrats is surging. And that's because a lot of those Democrats live in Democrat run cities where crime is surging because DAs refuse to prosecute. Police are not allowed to enforce the law to apprehend the dangerous criminal. And uh, so Democrats have had to. Uh, in light of their voting decisions, have now had to arm up to keep themselves safe. Once you arm up and you get that feeling that you now have the ability to protect your life, you are your own first responder, it's hard to ever go back to where you were. And so I believe that's what the Democrats are missing. Will those new gun owners take our side? Or will they just be happy? I'm a Democrat. I have a gun. I went through the process. I'm okay going through the process. I don't mind more gun control. I already have my gun. Or will they join us? I think there will be a mix. Yeah, it's, it's hard to gauge. I, I'm asking you to get into people's heads, and that's impossible to do. I'm hopeful. And there are some signs that they will. We're seeing some of those signs in some of those Democrat-run cities. Black Americans have had enough of Democrat-run policies. They are, in fact, blaming Democrats and their Democrat leaders in those cities for the rampant crime, etc. A.W.R. Hawkins, thank you for being here, brother. Happy New Year. We appreciate everything that you do for Armed American Radio, not just today, but throughout the year and the years gone by. Happy New Year, brother. You guys stay safe. Enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back 
at the top of the next hour, six minutes after, with two more great guests, Ryan Petty and Dr. John Lott. Thanks, AWR. Happy New Year, brother. Thank you. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. Uh-huh.